The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Corey Corkin is joining us uh, from the West, uh, a wet West perhaps. He of the Garden Centre family, the Corkin Garden Centres. Corey, good morning. Good morning, Pash. Well, it was wet this morning, but I'm looking out on a beautiful, bright, sunny day at the moment. Great Excellent. gardening day, actually. I am delighted to hear it. Now, <laughs> um, you know, the autumn is looming. There's no question about it. But that doesn't mean that the garden has to be deserted for autumn. You can uh, cheer the whole thing up. You can, and it's at this time of year. I mean, gardening is all about forward planning, Pat. If we want colour in the autumn and winter and spring of next year, then you've got to do something about it now. So, and particularly this July with the wet weather has made conditions for planting ideal. So if you want a bit of colour from September, October, November, right up to Christmas, well, this is the time of year to plant plants like the beautiful cyclamen, which are just coming into flower, Christmas roses, the hellebores, which flower from November right through until February. They're planted at this time of year. Asters, chrysanthemums, Many of the autumn and winter flowering heathers patch, if you get them in now, you've got that colour to look forward to right through the winter period. Winter pansies and violas, they're in garden centres at the moment. And I always associate autumn with burying plants, plants that produce beautiful berries, particularly for our birds. So plants like pyracanth and cotoneaster, skimmias, galteria, they produce beautiful berries right through the winter period and very attractive in their own right, but great for biodiversity as well. Okay. So really the message is it's good planting weather and particularly for plants that will flower autumn, winter and spring of next year. Now, the question's thick and fast. Could you ask, Porik, what would cause black spots on the leaves of a sycamore tree? That's from Tricia. So this is, this is a, a fungal disease called tar spot. And it's well named as you often see it on sycamores and maple trees. It's like black blotches of tar on the the leaves of sycamore. Very common, particularly with the wet July. So it's a fungal disease, Pat. It's spread in wet weather. It won't damage a sycamore tree. So it's perfectly fine. It's something to ignore. I would never recommend spraying for it. So it's tar spot and very, very common this year. Is it okay to plant perennial wildflower seeds now for next year and then plant spring bulbs in a few weeks in the same bed? I couldn't have I couldn't have recommended it better, Pat. That's a brilliant idea. Soil conditions and temperatures at the moment are ideal for sowing wildflower seed, and that's what nature is doing. If you look in your hedgerows at the moment, many of the the summer flowering uh, wildflowers are producing seeds at the moment and they're falling onto the ground and germination will occur within a couple of weeks. So it's a great time of year to put in all the wildflowers at this time of year from seed and then plant as we come into the end of August, early September, all the snowdrops, crocuses, dwarf daffodils, they're going to be avail- available, fritillarias, for example, and they're fabulous to give you colour from Christmas right through until the wildflowers come into bloom in June of next year. So a great suggestion. I have a very large pot in a corner with full sun. I'm looking for a plant that will fill that corner. It doesn't have to have flowers, but it needs to fill the corner well. Our garden is very much on a Mediterranean style, lots of lavender and olive trees. That's from Tom. Ah, oh, so, I mean, it sounds like a perfect location. Um, if you want something evergreen, some of the viburnums are really nice. So there's a nice winter flowering viburnum called Viburnum tinus. Um, one with scent is a, a lovely viburnum called Bodnatensis dawn, which has got beautiful pink flowers through the winter period. It's a really, really nice shrub. Another favourite of mine are the Daphnes. And there's a lovely variety called Jacqueline Postel, which has evergreen foliage. It loves that Mediterranean bright, sunny location. And it flowers from Christmas 
right through until February or March of next year. It's a beautiful plant. I'd highly recommend it. Is it too late to sow main crop potatoes now? That's from Bernadette. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, main crop potatoes we're going to be harvesting o- over the next couple of months. They should be planted back. Uh, normally, St. Patrick's Day, Pat, is the time to start planting potatoes. But normally, uh, March, April is the time to get the main crop potatoes. Having said that, in your local garden centre, you will get the seeds of Christmas potatoes. So the small little tubers that you can plant if you've got a greenhouse or tunnel or conservatory in pots and containers that will give you potatoes, little baby potatoes for Christmas. But main crop, we've, we've, we've finished the planting season for those. I have a large garden. I'm too busy for the amount of maintenance that I used to do. Any ideas for filling large beds for year-round interest that doesn't involve more than annual pruning and basic maintenance? Well, some of the herbaceous border plants are are terrific for this, Pat. So ground-covering geranium. So in my own garden, I've got a lovely geranium called Roseanne, which comes into flower in May and flowers right through to November. But it carpets the ground. Each plant covers about a metre or a metre and a half of space. And they're terrific for smothering weeds and keeping the whole area beautiful in colour, but also low maintenance. And you can plant spring flowering bulbs through those. Some of the nepetas, the cat mints, are brilliant as well. Again, they produce beautiful scented foliage, blue flowers through the summer period. And again, they'll carpet the ground. Um, so, you know, covering the weeds and, and flowering every year. So lots of the herbaceous border plants. My advice really is mm. take some photographs of the area and pop it into your local garden centre. Is it possible to overfeed roses? My small rose tree was doing great until I fed it and then the existing buds all started to downturn and die. Is there any way to get it back? Well, you can. You can certainly, like most fertilizers, particularly granulated fertilizers, Pat, are caustic. They can burn the foliage and roots of the plant. So when applying fertilizers, make sure that you keep them well back from the stem of the plant. Make sure it doesn't get on the leaves of the buds. So keeping the granulated fertilizer at least a foot from the center of the plant. And normally roses, you're feeding once a month at this time of year. So granulated feed applied when rain is promised, but keeping it well out from the plant. My advice really if the buds have gone off the roses is to cut it back and it'll reshoot and reflower again. Um, please ask Porik how to kill off ivy, which has very big branches that have wrapped around a large plum tree. I've cut and exposed the roots of the ivy. I have a pet dog and a pet cat, so I want to use something that will only kill the ivy and not the pets. Okay. I was told oh, vinegar yes. might be useful. That's from Kevin. Well, vinegar is acetic acid, Pat, and as you know, it will burn the foliage of plants back, but it's not strong enough to kill ivy. The listener's done the right thing, cutting the ivy right to ground level, cut an X in the remaining stem or or root that's left, and put on a treatment called root out. It's a granulated uh, weed control. It's like sugar. You simply put it onto the stem of the plant, cover it with a little bit of polythene, and that will keep the cats and dogs away. They'll have no interest in it anyway. But it, more importantly, it'll kill off the remaining root structure now, of the o- ivy. Olivia has a compliment. I took Porik's advice last year on my disastrous overpruned and therefore non-flowering hydrangea. And I'm looking at it here now. It's blasted into flower for this year. Brilliant. He is such an expert. That's from Olivia. So there you are. <laughs> my Italian bay laurel leaves are curling and what looks like mould on much of the new growth. What might it be? Well, there's a lot of, of um, white mildew at the moment, Pat. Again, because July has been so wet and, and so humid, we're seeing a lot of disease problems like white mildew, like botrytis on plants, like the tar spot I mentioned for the sycamore as well, black spot and roses. So it's just down to that that 
the, the type of humid weather we're having. For Italian poplars, they're so vigorous, there's no need to treat them. They'll be perfectly fine. So we are seeing lots, and you're going to see that in your garden, lots of mildew. But my advice really is just to leave it alone, ignore it. The plants will grow out of it. I bought Mombrisha back from the side of the road in West Cork. Uh, how should I replant it in my garden and will it work? It will, of course. And Mount Brescia, it's, it's flowering all through Achill at the moment, Pat, and parts of Connemara. It's got those beautiful orange flowers, Crocrosmia. Now, do be careful where you plant it because it can spread quite vigorously. It can become an invasive weed in certain parts of the country. So keep it confined. My advice really would be to plant it up into a really large pot and sink the pot into the ground because you control its spread and growth. But it's such an easy plant to grow and fantastic colour at this time of year. Finally today, another spreader. I have bamboo that is aggressively growing and has gone into the neighbours. I'm desperately trying to take it out from the root. Can you recommend the chemical that will not affect the fish in the pond right next to it? Well, there's no safe uh, chemical control path that's not going to damage aquatic life, fish fish in particular. My advice really is just to dig it out. That's the only solution really where you've got um, a pond quite yeah. close to it. In other words, do the hard work. Porik Hawkins, yeah. thank you very much for joining us on the programme. A reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the Newstalk app powered by Goloud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.